When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We've got eight shows a-streamin'. Get it, girl! No! And a matrix in a pill tree. If you want the truth, Neo, you're going to have to follow me. I'm Jared Hall, and welcome to the 12 Picks of Christmas on Entertainment Weekly's What to Watch. We don't have any French hens or lords a-leaping on this episode, but we do have 12 must-see picks from TV and movies for Wednesday, December 22nd, and the rest of this holiday week and weekend. So without further ado, here they are. Let's count down our 12 picks of Christmas. First up, our number 12 pick, It's a Wonderful Life. NBC will be showing its annual broadcast of the Christmas classic this Friday, Christmas Eve, at 8 p.m., and the movie is also available to stream on Amazon Prime Video in its original black and white and in a colorized version, if you're into that sort of thing. If you're unfamiliar, It's a Wonderful Life stars Jimmy Stewart as George Bailey, a man who gives up on big dreams for his life in order to help others, and whose suicide attempt on Christmas Eve leads his guardian angel to intervene and show him how different the world would be if he was never born. Here's a clip from the film. Don't you understand, George? It's because you were not born. Well, if I wasn't born, who am I? You're nobody. You have no identity. Oh, what do you mean, no identity? My name's George Bailey. There is no George Bailey. You have no papers, no cards, no driver's license, no 4F card, no insurance policy. They're not there either. What? Zuzu's petals. You've been given a great gift, George. A chance to see what the world would be like without you. This is one of those movies you just have to see. Again, you can catch it Friday at 8 p.m. on NBC or stream it on Amazon Prime Video. Now let's move on to our meteoric number 11 pick, Don't Look Up. The new film from Step Brothers and the big short director Adam McKay stars Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence as astronomers who discover a comet on a direct collision course with Earth. Unfortunately, no one really seems to care. With only six months until the comet makes impact, the two scientists have their work cut out for them, convincing the world to just look up. Here's a bit of the trailer. This comet is what we call a planet killer. At this exact moment, I say we sit tight and assess. Sit tight and assess? Sit tight. And then assess. The sit tight part comes first, then you gotta digest it. That's the assessment period. This is the worst news in the history of humanity. He just blew us off. What are we gonna do? We have to release the information. So we just leak it. Our guests today have made a pretty big discovery in space. How big is this thing going? Like, can it destroy my ex-wife's house? Is that possible? <laughs> There's a 100% chance that we're all going to die! In case you couldn't tell, this movie is about more than just a comet. It is an allegorical tale inspired by the dangers of climate change. 
Here is star Meryl Streep, who plays the President of the United States in the movie, on why she thought it was so important to take on the role. I was so hoping someone would pay attention to this very issue and, and to put it together in a cogent way and to, and to make it somehow reach people. And, and, and uh, the way to reach people is not to put them up against the wall and say, you know what you should do. You know, it's, it's, to, it's to open open their hearts. And the way to do that is with uh, a joke. Even though the, this movie is underwritten by this huge urgency and something that's real, and in the end of the movie, I mean, when I, when I saw it, it just, it just killed me. I mean, I read the script. I knew it was coming, but I didn't know. It would uh, make me think, Meryl, you got to change your life now. you got to get on this. you got to get on this in a real way. I pray it has that effect on everybody that sees it. Well, we can certainly all hope. You can hear more from Streep and the rest of the cast, which also includes Kate Blanchett, Jonah Hill, and Tyler Perry, in our Around the Table with Don't Look Up on EW.com. And be sure to check out Don't Look Up, streaming on Netflix this Friday. Our number 10 pick is a 10 for 10. It's the 10th season of Hulu's Letterkenny, dropping this Sunday. The Canadian comedy is back with a new season of misadventures featuring such storylines as the Hicks attending a sausage party, the hockey players and skids having a video game battle, the men of Letterkenny receiving um, comprehensive physical exams, and Wayne driving a Zamboni. And that's just for starters. Again, you can check out the full season on Hulu this Sunday. And just like that, we are on to our number nine pick, the fourth episode of And Just Like That. What will happen to Carrie, Miranda, and Charlotte this week? Well, after Miranda's shotgun moment with Carrie's boss, Che, last week, there sure are some intriguing possibilities for where things will go next. Head over to EW.com to check out an episode preview with Cynthia Nixon. That aside, the women start to expand their social circles this week, while Carrie makes a, well, big decision about how to pick up the pieces after Big's death. You can see where all of that leads. Episode 4 of And Just Like That is streaming on HBO Max Thursday. Speaking of HBO, number eight is the season finale of Curb Your Enthusiasm, airing this Sunday, which sees Larry give some unsolicited marriage advice and host an event for a distinguished guest. Larry giving unsolicited advice? Well, I never. You can catch that finale Sunday at 10.40 p.m. on HBO. And now let's get poetic with our number seven pick, Dickinson. It's time to bid farewell to the Apple TV Plus dramedy, which wraps up its three-season run with its final episode on Friday. Many questions still remain. How will things end up between Emily and Sue? Is Austin just okay with them hooking up now? Will George and Henry make it through the war? And will Emily finally embrace her destiny as the great poet we all know and love? 
You'll have to stream the finale to find out. But here is star Haley Steinfeld on how she feels about bringing the show to a close after just three seasons. The idea of this show being a three-season journey was was always part of Elena's plan, I guess you could say. That was that was always something that she had had in mind and had thought about. And I, I don't know, I feel like it's, um, look, as much as I didn't want this to end, I think it, it could not have wrapped itself up in a, in a more perfect way. And I guess there's that thought of, you know, not um, wanting to overstay your welcome, but but make an impact while you can with with what it is that you're doing. And I feel like we we did just that. Uh, I'm so proud of each of these seasons individually and as a whole. I think we created a really beautiful story that that unfolds in ways I could have never even imagined. Um, and as someone being so a part of the show, uh, being able to say that is um, very exciting to know that uh, I was constantly thrown surprises and and challenges that. Um, Again, I couldn't, I I didn't see coming my way. I I loved every second of being a part of this show, and I really am so proud of how it's come to an end. And you can see how Dickinson comes to an end when the finale drops Friday on Apple TV+. It's trivia time. A new Matrix film finally arrives today. More on that in a bit. But first, today's trivia question. Star Jessica Henrik told EW that she had to choose between auditioning for The Matrix 4 and what Marvel blockbuster? Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Eternals, or Spider-Man No Way Home? Stick around for the answer and the rest of our picks. What to watch? We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the 12 Picks of Christmas on EW's What to Watch. Folks, we are at the halfway point of picks as we reveal number six, the season finale of The Wheel of Time. Now that we know the identity of the Dragon Reborn, it's time to see if they have what it takes to go toe-to-toe with the Dark One. But as Moiraine leads her long-sought hero to the eye of the world, Trollocs are amassing at the gates of Faldara, and the fate of the world seems to be hanging in the balance. Although, this is only the beginning, as Amazon has already ordered a second season of the fantasy epic. Rest assured, there are many twists and turns to come. In the meantime, you can stream The Wheel of Time's first season finale starting Friday, and check back on EW.com that day as showrunner Rafe Judkins answers our burning questions about the finale and this first season. Live from Washington, D.C., it's the 44th Annual Kennedy Center Honors, where Saturday Night Live producer Lorne Michaels is among the honorees. Our number five pick is packed with star power. Steve Martin, Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon, Kenan Thompson, Jimmy Fallon, and Amy Poehler are among those paying tribute to their boss. Plus, Scarlett Johansson, Cheetah Rivera, Adele, Oprah, and many more help honor Bette Midler, Joni Mitchell, Motown founder Barry Gordy, and Puerto Rican opera singer Justino Diaz. 
As is typical with this annual event, expect some laughs, some tears, and walks down memory lane with some of your favorite entertainers and pop culture figures. It all gets underway tonight at 9 o'clock on CBS. It'll be the last thing that you do. I'm ready. Well, those are some serious words right there between Clint Barton and Kate Bishop on the season finale of Hawkeye. It is our number four pick this weekend. And yes, if you're counting, the second one starring Haley Steinfeld. Anyway, now that Clint and Kate officially know who the villain is, that would be the big guy who Clint has been referring to, Vincent D'Onofrio reprising his role as Kingpin from the Daredevil series, they are ready for any and everything and with plenty of action to ensue. Keep in mind, they have to take care of business so Hawkeye can get home in time for Christmas. A promise is a promise after all, and you can see if he keeps it. Right now, the season finale of Hawkeye is streaming on Disney+. Now for our top three picks, starting with a little taste of France that you may know as Emily in Paris. May We, the divisive Netflix rom-com, is back for season duh, picking up in the wake of a finale that saw M hook up with her hot neighbor Gabriel. Probably not coincidentally, his plans to leave Paris changed in the last minutes of the finale, and with Gabriel's ex slash Emily's new friend Camille hopeful for a romantic reconciliation, well, c'est très compliqué. Here's a preview. Are you okay? When I went to go say goodbye to Gabrielle, it turned into the most incredible night of sex that I've ever had in my entire life. Get it, girl? No! no. Gabrielle has decided to stay in Paris, but there is something else behind this. I just don't know yet what it is. I need to explain myself. The more you say, the worse it sounds. Which is why I have to talk to her. Ooh, that sounded desperate. You got that new, new. You got that new, you. I used to be so decisive. And ever since I moved to Paris, my life has just been chaotic and dramatic and complicated. Oh, Emily, you're getting more French by the day. Ah, we're ready to gobble up this season like a basket of buttery chocolate croissants. So the show is certainly delivering on romantic intrigue, but all of you Emily in Paris fans who wanted more of Broadway star Ashley Park, who plays Mindy, well, get ready because she is showing off more of her incredible singing talents this season. And with a song written just for her. She and series star Lily Collins talked about that in EW's Around the Table with the cast and creators of the show. Have a listen. I remember he came up to me while we were filming maybe the third or fourth episode and Darren said, what do you think about an original song? And I was like, that would be awesome. I don't write music, but we <laughs> got Freddie Wexler. He was just Grammy nominated for a song he wrote for Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande. And he wrote with us like this song throughout the filming of season two. And so I've never, and I realized the other day, I've never had a song written for me to sing. And it was written for Mindy to sing, but um, I just think it's, it's such a bop. And it was just really special. And having Lucian and Luca and Lily there that day filming was really really special too so i'm really excited you absolutely killed it babe you killed it it was so, like so good we all yeah. get to be in scenes with her performing and it's always they're always filming us hear it for the first time and so like all the reactions are always so genuine and it's it's just like for me i get to watch like one of my best friends up there I just, I feel so proud as Emily, as Lily. And like, I remember when you played me like three seconds of the song <laughs> once on her phone and I 
burst into tears. She's like, like, oh, oh my tears. god, this is so good. Oh, and we, it's just, yeah, it, we we yeah. were begging for more Ashley. Ask and ye shall receive. You can check out that full around the table at EW.com. And Emily in Paris season two is streaming on Netflix now. Another finale lands in our number two spot this holiday week. Instead of two turtle doves, it's two best friends, Issa and Molly, and the end of HBO's Insecure. Tears, okay? That's what we're ready for after a season of family trauma, fatherhood, professional and personal growth, confessions, edibles, and mounting tensions. It all comes down to this. Here's a preview. I don't know where you go from here. Oh my God. I keep thinking about all it took to get here. Doubting myself. <laughs> and then I realized no one was doubting me except for me. Ah, oh, that's such a good line. Anyway, during EW's digital cover shoot for the final season, stars Issa Rae, Yvonne Orji, and Jay Ellis reflected on finishing up the series and its legacy. One of the things I thought too that was crazy powerful was like, so we all rapped, Natasha rapped first, I rapped next, Yvonne, and then Issa. And every single night, no matter what time it was, we all showed up for somebody's rap. It felt like we finished running a marathon and we carried each other through that in so many ways. Like there's just so much love in front of the camera, behind the camera, like it was just, it just felt great. The same way we go back and watch A Different World like 20, 25 years later, we're like, oh, this show's iconic. I would hope that someone, someone's kids is like, I thought this is a good show. Yeah, I wanted to be a part of their lives and their memories and their best moments and to align with their own personal moments. I just hope a lot of people felt like they were seen or some version of them or someone that they know and, and it was relatable and something that they'll carry with them for the rest of their life. Well, we know we will. The series finale of Insecure airs Sunday at 10 p.m. on HBO. And when you're finished watching that, be sure to check out the documentary Insecure The End, streaming on HBO Max. And if you want to spend just a little more time with Yvonne Orji, be sure to check her out on the Amazon Prime Video special Yearly Departed, featuring a lineup of very funny women eulogizing 2021. That's available to stream on Thursday. And now let's boot up our number one pick, The Matrix Resurrections. The sci-fi action saga comes back online with this long-anticipated fourth entry featuring Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss reprising their iconic roles as Neo and Trinity. Or are they Thomas Anderson and suburban mom Tiffany? Well, in Resurrections, a very meta setup finds the duo trapped in the simulated reality of the Matrix once again, with Neo living a seemingly ordinary life in San Francisco, taking blue pills prescribed by his therapist and not recognizing his former love. With help from a new version of Morpheus, he'll have to choose which path to follow again and help a group of rebels fight back against a new enemy. Here is a bit of the trailer. So deja vu. And yet it's obviously all wrong. Maybe this isn't the story we think it is. They taught you good. Made you believe their world was all you deserved. But some part of you knew that was a lie. 
Some part of you remembered what was real. It's so easy to forget how much noise the Matrix pumps into your head. Something else makes the same kind of noise. War. That was Jada Pinkett Smith you just heard there back as Niobe. The cast also includes Yahya Abdul-Mateen II as Morpheus, along with Jonathan Groff, Jessica Henwick, and Priyanka Chopra Jonas. But the love story between Neo and Trinity remains the heart of this story. Here are Reeves and Moss to tease writer-director Lana Wachowski's approach to the new Matrix. I think we both were struck a little bit by how much humor there was in it. It's, uh, it's throwing down the Matrix gauntlet again. And, uh, you know, it's super smart, clever, entertaining, suspenseful, funny, you know. The way that she was able to bring us back into this is master storytelling. And when I read it for the first time, I was with Keanu reading it at a table, you know, going to that reading, I had no idea how were we going to go back to this world. I fantasized it in my mind, like three different scenarios. I, I, I was nowhere close. I would never have guessed in a million years that we would go in this direction and tell the story in this way. Well, that is quite a tease if we've ever heard one. Fortunately, you can see The Matrix Resurrections in theaters nationwide and streaming on HBO Max right now. And finally, the answer to our trivia question. The Matrix Resurrection star Jessica Henwick told EW that she had to choose between auditioning for that film and what Marvel blockbuster? Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Eternals or Spider-Man No Way Home? Well, as Henwick told EW, quote, it was a red pill, blue pill moment. The answer is Shang-Chi. Both Disney and Warner Brothers gave the actress an ultimatum, saying she could only audition for their movie if she forfeited the competing project. Henwick ultimately chose to go for the role of Bugs in The Matrix, which was not even guaranteed, by the way. Be sure to check out our January cover story on The Matrix and all of our other coverage on the movie over at EW.com. Well, that, folks, is our show. We will have news and more must-see picks for you next week, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day, a Merry Christmas, and a very happy holiday season. What to Watch. This episode of What to Watch was written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Krokmall.